Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Young, Black, and Opinionated. This is your host, Christina Royster, aka Miss Christy, and I promise nobody calls me that in real life, it's just my social media name. Um, you can follow me, Miss Christy, M-I-S-S-C-H-R-I-S-D-E-E, on Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok. Yeah, we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> and you can follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the YBO Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. And stay tuned because I have put y'all on and some pop culture news for you. Um, kind of some controversial topics, so let's get into it. Okay, first up, we have Put Y'all On. This is the segment of the episode where I tell you guys my favorite thing of the week, whether it be music, food, television. And this week, it's a TV show. I'm putting you guys on to Big Little Lies. This is a show on HBO. I think it only has two seasons right now. Honestly, I'm totally behind because I think this show came out in like 2017. But as I told you guys in the last episode, which by the way, you don't have to listen to my episodes in order. I mean... I do talk about like current events, but you don't have to listen to them in order. Anywho, last week I talked about how I watched Little Fires Everywhere, and that starred Reese Witherspoon. And I was just in a Reese Witherspoon mood, so I was like, what else is she in lately? And she's in this show, Big Little Lies, and it is so interesting to me. I don't know why, because it's just rich white women's lives, but... Everybody has problems. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're rich, if you're white, if you're successful. Everybody has problems. And mostly related to relationships. We can all struggle. We can all say that we had a cheating husband or something, you know? So check that out. It's called Big Little Lies. It's kind of confusing. It might You might get confused with little fires everywhere. But um, yeah, Reese Witherspoon's doing great. But also, there's only like one black character in the whole show, and she ain't even black. It's Zoe Kravitz. She plays Bonnie on the show. And Zoe Kravitz is only like 31, so she's kind of the younger hot mom on the show. Um, Funny enough, I just read an article about Zoe Kravitz, and she said in a recent podcast that she actually wanted to try to get away from her last name because she didn't want to be in the shadow of her parents. I mean, you're talking about someone whose dad is Lenny Kravitz and her mom is um, Lisa Bonet. So it's kind of hard to follow up with that, you know? Um, But she's been doing a great job making a name for herself in the acting space. And um, she said that she wanted to go by Zoe Isabella, but nobody would comply and nobody would call her that. They kept forgetting. So I always think about if I were to become famous, would I just be Christina Royster, just Christina, Miss Chris D., If I get married, am I going to have to change my last name? Like Kim Kardashian West. Nobody calls Beyonce Beyonce Knowles Carter. Like it's just Beyonce. So just interesting topic. But yeah, Zoe Kravitz, Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman. um, Really cool cast. It's called Big Little Lies. I almost forgot the title. So how is everybody doing? We're still in quarantine uh, during this global pandemic. I live in New Jersey and the governor said that we will definitely be in the house for another 30 days it's already may i mean i I didn't expect this to be over till like june but there really is no over you know news reports are saying that we could expect this to go on for another two years so i'm just dealing with it and um the last holiday to pass during quarantine was cinco de mayo mother's day is also coming up well let's go back to cinco de mayo for a second is it appropriation that I made tacos and margaritas on Cinco de Mayo and listened to Spanish music. I'm not Mexican. I I didn't get my independence. 
my people didn't get their independence. It's a Mexican holiday, and I did the American thing by eating tacos and margaritas. And I don't think it's appropriation, because it wasn't like I was out here wearing a sombrero and a fake mustache and disrespecting anybody. I was just appreciating the culture. So I think that I did that respectfully, and I enjoyed my tacos, and I can make a good frozen margarita and a Nutribullet. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, but what else do I want to talk about? Let's get into some of this news because at first I was just going to say one thing about Barack Obama, but this is going to be the Obama corner because they're just all everywhere. First of all, I talked about last week how the trailer dropped for Michelle's documentary. So I took the time out to watch it so I could give you guys a recap and I cried. Y'all, she really had me crying happy tears in my house on a Wednesday by myself. Michelle Obama is the first lady that we did not deserve. This woman is so educated, so poised, so graceful. When Let's just go back to the fact that pretty much throughout her husband's presidency, she was just ridiculed. They called her a monkey. They called her a man. Michelle Obama is beautiful. Put some respect on her name, okay? The fashion, the love between her and Barack, the motherhood, raising two daughters in the White House. She did that. Sis really did that. I hope she gets all her flowers. Basically, the documentary follows her on her book tour for her book, her memoir, Becoming. So please, please, I know the book is like two years old, but please support Michelle Obama and everything she does. And she makes it very clear she's not running for president in 2020. So, I mean... Not 2020. She's not ready for president ever. So please don't expect her to save the day. Um, but then, you know, keeping with the Obama trend, it turns out that the Obamas um, are doing some commencement speeches for graduates during this season since most graduations are not taking place. So Barack and Michelle Obama will be hosting virtual commencement speeches on YouTube. They're going to have a YouTube special on June 6th called Dear Class of 2020. And this is such a good idea. I hate to throw people under the bus, but let's just say some other politicians are not doing heartfelt things like this in the time of a pandemic. And you know who I'm talking about. Who else would do something as nice as this but Obama? So um, this Dear Class of 2020 special... It's for all students, any and all students, and um, they're going to have special appearances by Lady Gaga, Alicia Keys, Kelly Rowland, Jackie Ina, Chloe and Hallie, Zendaya, and that's just so awesome. But then they took it a step further, and Barack is also going to stream a speech for HBCUs specifically, and then another televised special for high school grads, both on May 16th. So they're just doing amazing things. I think it's really good that people are learning how to pivot and have celebrations in the middle of a pandemic the other day, I heard some loud horns beeping back to back down my street and I already knew what it was. It was a birthday parade and they pulled up to their their family's house and had a little sign saying happy birthday. And that's just great. We have to get creative. Also, um, in South Jersey, a paper store that normally does invitations and cards and things, they can't really do that right now. They had to close their doors. So they pivoted their business to do porch decorations for birthdays, anniversaries, graduates. I think that is such a good idea. They're doing balloon arches and um, decorating people's porches. And it, I just think that's such a great idea. They're called the Paper Trail in Haddonfield, New Jersey. Please check them out. My mother ordered a balloon arch for my brother's college graduation. 
And if you guys listen to the podcast, you know my brother could care less. But we're celebrating him regardless, okay? Now, back to the Obamas. One more thing about the Obamas in the news this week, and this shit is hilarious. So Don Lemon, the CNN Tonight host, went in on Trump the other day. He basically just said what I said, like, why isn't our president doing compassionate things about the pandemic? George W. Bush is doing things. Barack Obama is doing things. And President Trump is just putting out misinformation like drink bleach. So Don Lemon said, straight in the camera, directed to Trump, he said, what is it about Obama that gets under your skin? Is it because he's smarter than you? Better educated? Made it on his own? Didn't need daddy's help? Wife is more accomplished, better looking. What is it about him? Just wondering. And that shit took me out. He bodied him on national television. He bodied the president, quotes, of the United States. Because this is what I've been asking this whole time. This man has been president for four years. And I can't tell you a single thing he's done but talk about Obama. You won. You won the presidency. You became the president. Why are you still talking about past presidents? I don't understand. Do you ever think Obama gives a second thought about Trump? Well, I mean, he does probably think about the foolishness that Trump is doing. But do you think he just he just talks about him and tweets about him? No. This man is super childish. Every time Trump tweets, I ask myself, wait a second, is this the parody account? Nope, it's the real president of the United States posting doctored Photoshop videos of Obama. Why is this man's name in your mouth? He's doing nothing but good for the world. Anyway... I just thought that was hilarious. Please go watch that video because he was genuinely like, what is it? What's the problem? Why? And that's just what we're all asking. I don't know what it is. He was like, is it because he embarrassed you with the with the paper, with the the papers and the birth certificate? I don't know what it is. You could say whatever you want about Obama. People are still going to like him. And I'm not just cheering Obama on because he was the first black president. Was he a great president? Probably not. First of all, when Obama was president, I was like in middle school. I'm pretty sure he was elected when I was in middle school. So I don't know the ins and outs of his presidency, but I do know he's a stand-up guy. And that's what matters to me. Um, anywho, Obama, Michelle, we salute you. Let's move on. Oh, wait, I forgot to, I forgot to talk about the documentary. What I wanted to say about Michelle's documentary was that she had some really great quotes in there. And I'll just pull a couple that I really liked. She said, we can't afford to wait for the world to be equal to start feeling visible. Time will not allow it. It's not going to happen with one president. And that is so true. Because this girl was like, how do you not feel invisible in your life? And Michelle was like, honey, you got to start with yourself. If you feel visible, you're visible. Don't let anybody tell you you're invisible. We can't wait for people to give us the go ahead. You know what I'm saying? So I really like that quote. She also said, your story, which seems so ordinary and like nothing to you, is your power. Because she had a um, group of high school girls get together to talk about the book or whatever. And the girl was like, I just want to know why I was selected for this group. Like, I'm not class president. I'm not head cheerleader. You know, I'm nothing special. I just go to work and um, help my dad out, my three little brothers. And Michelle was like, that story right there is why you're here. You have a unique story. And that's so powerful to me because we always think like, eh, why me? I'm not anything special. You know, I just go to work, go to school. That's it. But that story is your power. So I really just love Michelle. That's why I was crying watching this damn documentary. And finally, she said about her marriage with Barack, she said, I had to step my game up. Now, 
What kind of woman who went to Princeton and Harvard and worked at a law firm says, I need to step my game up? I don't know. But she said, I didn't want to be an appendage to his dreams. And I know that's right, sis. Get your coin on your own. Like, don't get me wrong. There have been other first ladies who did stuff. I'm looking at you, Hillary Clinton. And I just feel like Michelle, she was really an equal to Barack. And I just love them so much. Let me get off this topic before I just... <laughs> Let me just... I could go on and on. Since we're talking about Netflix documentaries, I wanted to bring up this Murder to Mercy, the Centoya Brown story. Now, look. Everybody said, don't watch this documentary because Centoya Brown did not authorize it. She's not getting paid a dime. Her family was not involved in any way. Did I listen? No. I watched the documentary because I love me a true crime documentary. And I was intrigued... If she didn't authorize it, what did they say about her, you know? So right off, right off the bat, you can watch this documentary and tell that it's not up to the same caliber as the most recent Netflix documentaries. Netflix has done a great job with Tiger King, the Aaron Hernandez story. Um, I also watched a good documentary on there, the story of Gabriel Fernandez about a boy who was um, abused. But he was abused and killed by his family. He went in and out of foster care. Um that documentary, by the way, is so sad. I don't know if I ever talked about it in the podcast, but you really have to have a strong stomach to watch that. But anyways, those documentaries were so well done. And that's not to say this documentary wasn't, but they basically compiled a whole bunch of old footage and put it together to service this crap. And that's what happens when you don't have the approval of the person you're making a movie about. You, We, we couldn't have real-time, up-to-date documentary footage of her, you know, answering questions and interview questions and things like that because she wasn't involved. So was it a good documentary? Sure, it was great. But, well, I wouldn't say great. It was good. But the point is, you should definitely have somebody's approval when making a movie. Why do you think that freaking Aaliyah biopic is never talked about? Because the family didn't approve it. They couldn't even use Aaliyah's music in the damn documentary. So, um, I mean, if you guys are just bored and want something to watch you can check it out because what I I am glad I watched it because I really didn't know too much about her story and after watching it I'm not quite sure that she was doing self-defense but either way a 16 year old girl should not have been trying to sell her body for money um at this old man's house and she had to do what she had to do but the way that they showed the 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 autopsy photos and everything and I'm just like mm, was it really self-defense or did she shoot him in his sleep I don't know um y'all gonna have to watch it and come up with your own theory and we can swap theories um but anyways that's what I've been watching on Netflix now let's get into music so last week I put out an episode the same day that Drake dropped a mixtape so I didn't get a chance to cover the mixtape on the episode overall great great project you know are there some there are some misses I don't really like that Playboy Cardi song maybe I haven't listened to it enough but I just feel like that doesn't even sound like Playboy Cardi it just sounds robotic it sounds very weird to me not my favorite obviously I like Time Flies um that Chris Brown song we're not gonna call that a Chris Brown feature that's just not what it is (laughs) Chris Brown is singing background vocals he doesn't even get a verse so don't call that a feature I'm sorry um Overall, just there's a lot. Chicago Freestyle, I'm really feeling that song. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I really don't think Drake has a lot of misses. Except War. He could have taken this off that project. He could have kept that. I don't know what that is. Um, 
but yeah, I think overall it was pretty good. I'm just trying to think if I had any more comments about it. Some people are just saying, you know, Drake just gives us this throwaway music. And that might be true. Some of his best stuff comes from throwaway projects. I don't, I think if you're reading this, it's too late was a throwaway project. If I'm not mistaken, it wasn't really super planned. He was just like, oh, here's all this music I haven't released. Here you go. And I think he also said that after this mixtape, a new album is coming 2020. And to be honest, I still listen to Scorpion. So that just goes to show the breadth of his discography. I still listen to Nothing Was The Same. Um, if we're going to talk about my favorite Drake album, whew, I don't even know. I know it's unpopular, but Views, that's really one of my favorites. Because, um, you know, when people say, oh, my favorite Drake album is probably Take Care or whatever. Yeah, but Views, I go back to that album all the time. So we're going to keep an eye out for Drake. Um, by the way, he did a tour of his mansion with some magazine. Was it Paper? I don't know. He did a tour of his mansion with some magazine, and that shit looked crazy. Um, just what it's like to be rich. I don't know. Can't relate. Another person who doesn't really miss is Chris Brown. So this was a surprise to me. I had no idea Chris Brown was putting out a joint album with Young Thug. It's called Slime and Bee. Um, just dropped in the middle of the week, and I'm feeling it. I definitely like the first two songs. Um, can't remember the name right now. I think one is called Go Crazy. Um, but overall, I'm feeling it. This is an unlikely pair. I wasn't really expecting these two to come together for a project ever, but it works. I like when, uh, well, honestly, a lot of times I could do without the collab albums. Like who was it? Who was it that made a collab album? Trav, Travis Scott and Quavo? I don't know. One of them, I was just like, eh, I don't need this. But um, I like this so far. I'll probably keep listening to it. I know Chris Brown has done his deeds in the past and people are like, why do you still support Chris Brown? He don't miss. I'm sorry. He's just so talented. This man draws, dances, sings. God didn't really leave much for the rest of us because he gave it to Chris Brown. Um, so check out Slime and B. I really was feeling that. Let's see what else we got on the list. Okay, so Adele's weight loss. Let me just take a breath here. Because y'all know I'm a plus-size woman. You know how I feel about this. So Adele, as we all know, came on the scene when she was, what, 19? And she was fat. Period. She was fat. Chubby, fat, whatever you want to call her. But she can sing. And the thing about America is, I don't care that it's 2020. People still favor skinny people. It just, it's life. That's what happens. If you're fat, you're seen as not as beautiful. You're seen, seen as less than. But Adele... Skated past the haters because she was talented. She can blow and nobody can take that away from her. Okay, so boom, fast forward. Adele is now 32. And she posted a picture for her 32nd birthday. And sis lost so much weight. I mean, you could tell over the years that she was losing weight. But now she just looks skinny as hell. And everybody was like, oh my God, you look so amazing. Someone said she glowed up. Okay, so let's talk about this for a second. When someone loses weight, are you supposed to say you look amazing? Because if you say that now, did they not look amazing before? You know what I'm saying? It's a fine line. You don't know, you don't know what to say. Like, you look so healthy. You look so good. I don't know. And the thing is, 
Adele was always amazing. She was amazing when she was fat. She was amazing when she was skinny. We really don't have to acknowledge, I don't know. It's hard not to acknowledge the weight loss. When I feel like when people are fat, that is you. You are fat. Imagine Lizzo. Would Lizzo be as popular if she wasn't fat? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Sometimes I think to myself, would Christina really be Christina if she wasn't plus size? I feel like that's just a part of me. You know, but the number of scale doesn't define you. You know, your body doesn't define you. I don't know how Adele lost so much weight. I hope that it was a healthy... I think that's what concerns people the most. You know, when you tell somebody, oh my God, you look so skinny. That might be cool to you, but to them, they might be struggling with their health. You don't know what they're going through. So it's like, should we not say that anymore? I don't have the answer for y'all. I would like to know your thoughts because... Sure, I think Adele looks great, but she was always very beautiful. She was always beautiful. And she just was fat. And now, I think she went through a divorce. See, that's what I'm saying. You don't know. Maybe she went through the divorce. Maybe she was pressed. Maybe she was depressed. Maybe she wasn't eating. We don't know. Or maybe she lost it the natural way, healthy eating and exercise. We don't know, but Adele looks good. I'm going to just say that. She looked good then. She looks good now. She looks good. She looks healthy. And, um... I can't wait for some new music from her. I'm really excited for her. Um, you know, speaking of body image, I wanted to get into this America's Next Top Model topic. <sighs> Tyra Banks. Always a problem with Tyra Banks. Why has always got to be a problem? Listen, um, America's Next Top Model was one of my favorite shows growing up. I don't even know when that show premiered. 2001? I'm trying to look it up right now for y'all. Like... Let's just say I watched that show when I was in like middle school and high school. It had so many seasons and it it did great as a franchise. But what was able to fly in the early 2000s would not ever fly in 2020. And here's why. Tyra Banks has resurfaced into the conversation because you know she's been irrelevant for a little bit. She's resurfaced because somebody tweeted why do we let Tyra Banks get away with this LOL? And it was a clip from America's Next Top Model, like season one or two or three, um, where she was telling this girl, Danielle, you need to close your gap tooth. And she was like, Tyra, I went to the dentist. I couldn't do it. I'm not going to do it. It's part of me. And Tyra was like, so you really think you could be a cover girl with a gap in your teeth? She was like, I don't see why not. Like, it's unique. And she was like, that's not marketable. So just tearing a black girl down, another black girl tearing a black girl down. And it always seemed to be like Tyra was specifically tearing down black girls. Interesting, right? So, you know, this clip is not the first that I've seen in recent years of people questioning like, why do we support America's Next Top Model? This show is so problematic. Because does anybody remember the episode where they basically did blackface? There was an episode where they had a challenge and they said, okay, models, we're going to switch all your races and we're going to have a photo shoot. So black girl, you're going to be Asian. Asian girl, you're going to be white. White girl, you're going to be black. It's going to be so fun. And I probably thought like, wow, this is cool. This is unique. Back then, when I was simple-minded, I didn't realize, hey, this is kind of wrong. And then I was reading Madame Noir and they actually wrote an article about the 10 times that Tyra was just, off the cuff, out of pocket. And, um, I mean, there's the time that she yelled at Tiffany. Let's not forget. I always joke, like, we were rooting for you. We were rooting for you. But if you look back, it was kind of a crazy outburst because the girl just didn't have the reaction that Tyra wanted when she eliminated her. 
She was like, okay, I've elim- eliminated. I understand. And Tyra was like, you should be more sad about this. And she was like, I'm, I'm good. And Tyra was like, I was rooting for you as a black woman, blah, blah, blah. Like she just went crazy off the cuff. Um, another time is when a lesbian model told the um, judges, you know, I'm gay and I'm proud. And Tyra was like, mm, you don't need to be that proud. You know, like turn it down. She said, I'm not walking down the red carpet. Like I'm black, I'm black. Interesting. Um, as I said, number three, the blackface challenge. Who could forget? Um, oh yeah. Also Yaya's Afrocentric taste and her Africanness being disrespected. Um, Tyra loved to tell people what was and wasn't attractive. And, um, Yaya always was, was kind of black and proud and in her African roots. And, um, Tyra just told her that being defensive about the tone deaf things the judges were saying to her wasn't attractive. Just crazy. And Yaya went on to be so successful. So shut up, Tyra. Um, yeah, when Ebony quit the show and Tyra made her feel like shit about it. Um, Winnie Harlow being called a panda. Um, the way the contestants were allowed to treat the trans model, Isis. I definitely remember that, um, not, not that episode, that, um, season. Um, the time they had a plus size model. Which I don't know why they even let one plus girl on the season. If you're just going to ridicule her the t- whole time, why did you have her? Why did you put her on the first place? Um, yeah, so the whole show overall was just problematic. Oh, yeah, the time the model got hypothermia. Just crazy. <laughs> I need to go back and rewatch this. But then that would just be me helping put more coin in Tyra's pocket. So I don't know. Tyra Banks, wherever you are, I hope you're okay, sweetie. She went through a lot. Let's be honest. She became a model when she was like, what, 17? And the whole modeling industry probably distorted her idea of beauty. And she was just projecting that on the women that she mentored. So I hope that all the women that are on this show are okay. But there was that one time they did like a photo shoot in lingerie lingerie, and this girl was like, I don't feel comfortable with that because I'm Christian. Then why the hell did you come on this show? Come on, sis. Anyways... Oh, also, I want to leave you guys with this little tidbit. Just saw this on the news. Um, for the first time in 115 years, overnight subway service in New York City was shut down to clean the trains amid the pandemic. So you mean to tell me they haven't cleaned these trains in 115 years? God, that's what, exactly why I'm not looking forward to getting back on the subway. I mean, you know that the subway is dirty, but damn. When, when do they make time to clean it? I guess never. Oh my God, just craziness all over. The world is, we got Tyra Banks on blast. We got dirty subways. 2020 is really on fire. And that concludes this episode of Young, Black, and Opinionated. As I said at the top of the episode, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show. You can follow the YBO podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the YBO podcast, simple enough. And you can follow me, Miss Christie, M-I-S-S-C-H-R-I-S-D-E-E on Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok. So as I said at the top of the episode, I made a TikTok over the weekend. And let me tell you, it's just as hard as I thought. I always watch and admire people's TikToks. And I'm like, whoa, how do they make these full on movies? And now I know that I'll never be that good because it is so hard to edit a TikTok, but I'm having fun on it. And I hope you guys are too. Stay safe out there and you'll hear from me next episode. Bye.